um, I said that I'd seen someone familiar, someone sort of reasonably well known had come to my club night. And the first thing I thought was, how do I know you? Have I slept with you? <laughs> and I said to my friend, don't you think that sometimes? And she went, no, it's only you. <laughs> I went, oh my God. Hello, I am Kay Anderson and you are listening to Lost Spaces, a podcast that mourns the death of queer nightlife. Every episode, I talk to a different person about a venue from their past, the memories they created there and the people that they used to know. DJ Joe Bunny plays regularly on the London queer scene and co-runs her own night called Lavender Nights with DJ Gareth Hackney. We caught up to talk about Ace of Clubs, a long-forgotten lesbian bar which ran from the mid-80s until the mid-90s in London. queer scene and the gay scene so I was out on the the gay and lesbian scene from 1980 no 1989 um and then I disappeared off to America in 2004 came back to England in 2006 hit the queer scene I decided that I didn't want to do the clubs in Soho um I wanted to be somewhere where I didn't have to wear the latest fashions. It was an image, you know, um, and it was all about, it seemed to be very false. Although I had a really good time, the Soho scene seems to me now, it seems very false. It's all about your image. It's mm. can seem very sort of, oh, hello, darling, mwah, mwah, you know, and it's very, it doesn't seem right. Whereas I will be on the queer scene now, People will greet you with a big hug. They're genuinely interested in what you're talking about. You can sit in the mid, the corner of the pub and be uh, bar and be miserable, and they will just leave you alone. It doesn't, or they will talk to you, or they put their arm around you, and it's a genuine sort of family that I've built up. Also, the queer scene has allowed me to start doing my DJing and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I started that or whatever um, in 2006, and I haven't stopped. So I'm still DJing at the age of 50. <laughs> uh, so are there any other distinctions that you have between the gay and lesbian scene and the queer scene? Um, I think it was, there's more cruising, there was more pressure to be with people. Um, and I think it was also an image when I first came out that you had to have a certain image. Well, I thought you had to have a certain image. Yeah. So as somebody who was coming out as um, gay, lesbian in 1989, you had to have the leather jacket, you had to have the DMs, you had to have the stonewashed jeans, you had to have pinky ring, um, you had to have one ear pierced, and you had to wear <laughs> a labrys. A what? A is is... It looks like a cross, and being Jewish, I wasn't very comfortable with wearing it. <laughs> but it's some sort of uh, 
Suffolk sign and my friends are listening to this podcast now and they're going, you don't have a clue what you're talking about, do you? But it was some sort of Suffolk thing. So if you're wearing a Labrys, um, it, meant People know. it meant that you're a lesbian. So okay. you'd have a Labrys, one ear and a pinky ring. They oh, wow. were all signs. So it was a secret sign. Um, and you don't get these these days. Yeah, yeah. Were there any additional messages if you had it on a particular hand or a particular ear? Yes. Ooh, tell me more. <laughs> I think it was the left hand, but I can't remember. Yeah. Um, I think it was left. Um, okay. So if someone would see you with a pinky ring okay. on your left hand, they would see a, a earring. Or you had odd earrings, but okay. there always seemed to be one little extra. And you oh, left like it. up higher up. Yeah, or, up yeah, high or yeah. just one earring or a dangly earring okay. with, a, with a labrys or some sort of <laughs> sapphic sign. And then you'd have the labrys uh, uh, necklace. And so, but and it wasn't DMs. like a, a submissive. I don't know what's oh, what's the opposite of submissive. <laughs> um, I want to say aggressive. Not, it, no. So it um, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like a passive. Passive submissive. Other. It was just like a little, it was, it was, it was like a uniform. That's just, what it was like. like. It me. was like a uniform. Um, and, of course, you had to have short hair as well. Mm -hmm. There were hardly any women who were what they called lipstick lesbians. The yeah. lipstick lesbians stood out. Yeah. They really did. And I see these women all over the place still. They're all around. <laughs> um, and some of them still look like they did 30 years ago. Um there were the lips, lipstick lesbians, but there was a lot of uniform. There was a lot of leather jackets. Yeah. And I just went for it. I did the full-on DMs, read the appropriate books. So there was a list of books that you would have to read. It was The Colour Purple, <laughs> The Well of Loneliness, <laughs> anything by the um, publisher, was it Virago? And then you had to go and shop in Silver Moon. Um, and then there was Sister Wright in Hackney. So Silver Moon was in Charing Cross and Sister Wright was in Hackney. And that was a more rebellious, anarchy-type place. And um, so what, what kind of shops were they? Bookshops. Oh, okay. Yeah, bookshops. So you had to you had to read certain books. Yeah, um, before, you were, before you were allowed it into was, the it club. Was like a, it was like a, a passage. <laughs> <laughs> was there so, a membership card? And what you had to listen number? to certain music as well. Oh, oh wait. Yes, this is what I want to yeah. talk about. So who was on that list? Oh, Katie Lang. Okay, brilliant. Joan Armatrading. Was Melissa who, Etheridge? Yes, yes, Melissa Etheridge. Joan Armatrading um, had, and it was officially true, you know, according to the lesbians, that <laughs> she had slept with uh, Valerie Singleton. Oh, who's that? <laughs> the, the woman from... Blue Peter. Oh, okay. It was a, it was official. It was official, and every every lesbian was heartbroken when Valerie Singleton said, "No, actually, I've never slept with a woman." <laughs> so you, the music you would listen to was Katie Lang, Joan Armatrading, Melissa Etheridge, um, and various uh, American folky, punky people. There was someone called Frank who did a song about Martina Navratilova. <laughs> um, anything that Martina Navratilova did was, was gospel. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> so there was, it was a, a, a sort of a, a set playlist, a set number of books that you had to read, mm. a look, and you had to go through it. When I came out, I flew out of the cupboard, the closet, yeah. just flew out. Because what you haven't mentioned now is uh, the leather trousers. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. And the leather trousers. I, I've seen evidence. <laughs> <laughs> the leather trousers I didn't wear for a couple of years, um, probably. But I didn't realise in some scenes leather wearing leather trousers obviously means you're into BDSM and everything. And I wasn't. Then. <laughs> then. Ooh. I wasn't. I wasn't. You can get the you can cut the then out. <laughs> but I wasn't then back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. So the leather trousers just became part of the image and it was this very sort of butch sort of image. And the funny thing is I don't consider myself butch. Yeah. Yeah, and because that's the thing, like so when you first come out on a scene there's there's a kind of comfort in like oh okay this is what the this is what i need to do this is how i should be conforming in order mm. for these people to accept me and but that only works for like up to a point doesn't it yes it only works up to a point and then you realize what the bloody hell am i doing i'm following i'm doing a sheep thing yeah and this it was part of me yeah but it wasn't it wasn't me um and then I started going out with people that didn't do the uniform. Yeah. So I kind of just drifted away from it a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. but and so this is whilst we're still so in the distinction between the queer scene and the gay and lesbian scene. Mm. This is while you're still on the gay and lesbian scene. Yeah. Yeah. That was my little shiny moment over there. <laughs> so in terms of that, uh, taking off the war paint. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's a good sorry. description wallpaper yeah yeah definitely um were there any difficulties with with doing that did you lose any friends or no no, no not by that time because i was out on the scene i knew a lot of people um and gradually my friends stopped doing the the war paint uniform yeah. thing as well yeah um i think it was a sort of 80s mid 80s to well, mid eighties, <laughs> so about ninety. I kind of came in on the on the back of the 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 butch dykes and the rebel dykes and the all those sort of the the women that are sort of four or five years older than me. Yeah, and so do you think then that you and your friends moved away from that because you were older and becoming more confident, or was it more of a that the scene was changing? The scene changed. Yeah, definitely the scene changed and. The old school dykes were starting to disappear and what you found was that there were more there were younger people coming out on the scene well to me they seemed like they were young at that point but there was more individuality mm -hmm. there was more more of the lips, lipstick lesbians were coming out um there wasn't that butch femme divide from sort of 1950s yeah. anymore um and when you go out onto the women's scene now it's very much, it's individual. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't look at that person and go, oh, they're a butch, or oh, they're a femme. Yeah, yeah. People are just, they've just turned up. Yeah, because that, the fetishization of femme doesn't happen so much anymore, does it? Obviously, I, I have a it, different it, perspective it, on this. It does, it does happen. Okay. There are there are nights that are specifically for femmes. Ugh. There's uh, well, there's a night that I do with the Whatever World, people yeah. and that's called female masculinity appreciation yeah. society and that's for people that appreciate female masculinity yeah so that could be butch it could be trans it could be you know it could be anything of the non-binary sort of i don't know if you, female masculinity basically yeah. yeah so that's kind of harping back to the old the yeah. old old days and that really works that really you know and i think that's partly it as well people want i think people like memory stuff a lot 
because I like reminiscing about my old club days when I yeah. was coming out and everything. And so could you talk a bit more about Butch Dykes and what that means? Well, I've been told that I was Butch, as I said, and I've, I totally disagree with it. But as I think scene. I was boyish. <laughs> not, not butch because there was a level there was a, a sort of different distinction so you had the the old butch dykes the old school would wear the suits and the ties and everything yeah. like that so that's what you would have for the the butch dykes as they were called um and then you maybe had people like me that weren't butch and they were kind of boyish we had the short hair we had the dms and everything um some people would have thought i was butch other people just looked at me and went Pff, you know yeah yeah <laughs> i just thought it was and then, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, so I was asking about Butch Dyke as a scene. There was definitely a clear Butch Dyke thing going on, but it wasn't, it wasn't a particular scene. Most lesbians looked like that back then. <laughs> but then you had, you had a clear distinction where you had the lipstick lesbians as well and then yeah. you had the ones few in the middle that didn't really fit into yeah. either sort of thing but a lot of it was the if you went to club nights it wasn't so much it was kind of waning off when i started going out to like acer clubs and places yeah. like that so that was good segue it was a good segue <laughs> it was it was kind of the butch femme thing was starting to disappear then but it was very much there very prominent it yeah. was very prominent yeah. and as i said i i did the uniform i did all that <laughs> so you you've very very professionally taken us to, to uh, ace of clubs sorry that should have yeah. been my job <laughs> tell me about that place by that question i mean like where was it what did it look like what kind of size was it it was um piccadilly mm -hmm. and it was in the burlington arcade and it was um, a very small club, actually. It wasn't big at all. Um, and you would go downstairs, and it was very much of that. When I came out, sort of 89 time, you still had the tail end of the clubs, the old school gay clubs and queer clubs, where you had to go downstairs or knock on doors <gasps> and everything. And it was all that very old sort of hidden gay scene. And I think, I think this is my opinion, that Ace of Clubs was kind of at the end of that era of hidden gay clubs and everything. Because then uh, you'd had, you already had Heaven, but then all the others started popping up sort mm. of early 90s. And now when you go to Soho, you walk past clubs and everything, and they've got a huge rainbow flag outside. Yeah, yeah. You, you couldn't have had that with the Ace of Clubs. You just couldn't have had it. During the week, so it was weekly, it was on a Saturday. <laughs> So every Saturday I was there. <laughs> and during the week, it was a gentleman's club. So. Uh, by gentleman's club, do we mean it, a strip club? or? Um, I don't know if it was a strip club, but it was very much the old gentleman would hang out there. As far as I know, yes, sort of strip club. Smoking cigars. Smoking cigars yeah. sort of thing. Oh, and it, wow. was all, it was all sort of red velvet all over in the main part by the, by the uh, floor. So it wasn't particularly big. It was much smaller. If anybody's gone to the RVT, Vauxhall Tavern, it was smaller than the Vauxhall Tavern. Okay. Yeah, it's much smaller than that. The dance floor was really small. Oh. Um, and very cosy. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd have uh, booths around one side of the dance floor. So you'd walk in, the DJ would be immediately on your um, left. 
<laughs> um, I'm no good with left and right. So the DJ would be immediately on the left and then you'd have the dance floor in front of you and the bar up the far end. But down the side, you would have these kind of crescent booths yeah. type areas where people or the friends would gather. And you would have people that would claim those. And for quite a while, I had the booth that was just on the left-hand side of the DJ. That was my booth. And so, so it was one, one night a week. What night of the week was it? Saturday. Oh, wow. Saturday okay. night. <laughs> That's interesting then. Yeah. The gentleman's club. I would presume. It wasn't on Saturday, have, no. Yeah. That was handed over to the lesbians on ah. the Saturday night. And did any, like, confused gentlemen show up? No, because they, <laughs> they had very good security. Okay. So it was a very small door. It was kind of, as I said, it was on Piccadilly. It was off Piccadilly in the Burlington Arcade, but it was very hidden. So you had to find, you had to know where it was. Um, it was a bit of a Harry Potter moment, you know. <laughs> so you'd go into the arcade. Literally, it was right at the beginning. You didn't have to walk miles, yeah. and it would be there and it would be on your right-hand side, and it was a little door. And there'd be um, a person there, like, scoping you out, security. like, uh, do you have a pinky ring? Are you a gold star lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> they would, um, there would be security, and there, I remember a very sort of uh, well-built woman. You didn't mess with her, and I don't know if she ran the club or she was just a door person, but she was very strict, very strict. And I remember, I clearly remember this woman at the door deciding you know if you were suitable to come in and making sure that you knew it was a lesbian night and everything and then you'd go down the stairs so it's like we're talking like nearly 30 years ago yeah. but this is this is the main bit that i know and you'd get onto the dance floor dance floor would get very hot and sweaty and of course you could smoke then so your clothes would stink oh, and your the hair night. as well they oh. would stink and so do you remember the first time you went there yeah, I do. I do remember the first time I went there. It was like the first time. So my first um, women-only night was uh, Fallen Angel, near around the back of Angel Station, okay. which isn't there. And I remember, and I think I had the same reaction walking in there um, that I did at the Fallen Angel, which was, oh my god, <laughs> where have all these women come from? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you yes. and you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We'll get on to that later. <laughs> um, and that was it. It's just walking in and hearing the music and realising that there were only women in there. Yeah. And loving it. But by that time, I was out, out. I'd come out. I was confident. You know, I would tell anybody you wanted to hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know my coming out story? Yes, come on. <laughs> I knew there was something different about me for years, years and years and years. And I got really upset because I grew up in Portsmouth. I didn't know any gay people. Yeah. Um, and I ended up getting engaged to a very nice solicitor. Ah. Um, he was lovely, but I didn't love him. Yeah. I loved him, but as a friend. Yeah. I wasn't in love with him. And I knew that there was something going on. Didn't feel right at all. Um, and he ended up getting married and having four kids. So definitely wasn't for me. <laughs> um, and I moved to London. So I got a job at the BBC. And I met some wonderful people at the BBC. And surprise, surprise, there were gay people at the BBC. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I met this wonderful guy called William. And if he's listening to this, I hope he is, because I'd love to get in touch with him again. 
and he was he was from Inverness and he had a very squeaky voice and Scottish really strong Scottish squeaky voice and he was lovely and I suddenly realized I was with William one night and I went you know what because <laughs> he'd come out to me as gay and I went eh, I think <laughs> and ah. that was it and so I came out to William and then I came out to myself and came out to others and so how old were you at this time? Um, I was, when I officially came out, I was 19, okay. 1920. So, yeah, I was 20 and, yeah, it yeah. was 30 years ago. Yeah. So and that's why I had all that energy and bounced out the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. So you came out with gusto. <laughs> I did. I did. So I came out and then I started going to... Um, and a lot of these places I'm going to mention, they've all closed. And so I started going to um, Gaze the Word, which, thank God, is still going. Yeah. Um, and they had a lesbian discussion group, which is still going. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's still going. And I keep on thinking of going back. Um, I ended up going to this uh, discussion group. And it was on a Wednesday night. And you'd sit around and you would discuss relationships, polyamory. Um, breaking up, family, coming out, a, a real tragic subject sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I came out and started going to the bookshop and slept with quite a few people in the bookshop. <laughs> in the bookshop or from the, the bookshop? Well, from the bookshop. Okay, yeah, okay. no, no, not in the, not in the bookshop because that had been disrespectful to the books. <laughs> I don't think it's the word people would appreciate it either. Um, so, yeah, I slept with quite a few people and quite a few of them were really good friends of mine now, like very good friends. Yeah. We used to go to the bookshop on a Wednesday and then after we'd had our hours discussion, uh, we would go off for a drink at uh, a bar near you. <laughs> it was like, you know, whatever the nearest bar was. When I first started going there, the Lesbian and Gay Centre was still open. So we would go to the... Orchid Bar or something, which was the women's bar in the Lesbian and Gay Centre. Ah. And then we started going to different sort of places. So that was it. But you would basically, that was my pickup. That was my first pickup place. <laughs> <laughs> and then one day, one day we were discussing the topic was relationships or something like that. And I looked around the room. <laughs> yeah, close your ears, mother. But I'd, uh, <laughs> I'd slept with like every other person <laughs> in the room. <laughs> And I thought, I can't sit here and discuss relationships, <laughs> knowing that I've had a relationship with most of the people here. So I stopped going. Relationship or relations? I'd had relationships with three of them. Oh, OK. Yeah. Okay. And so are you saying you were a heartbreaker? Uh, no, I got my heart broken. Oh. I only broke one heart. The rest of them broke my heart. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm sorry. And they will be listening. That's, that's 30 years of resentment there. Okay, so if you want to say anything horrible, say it now. <laughs> no, I love them. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I started, stopped going to the, the bookshop. But through that, I found out about the Ace of Clubs. And I found out, you know, through about other sort of lesbian nights and yeah. bars and everything. And there were a lot back then. Yeah. There was a lot of choice. Yeah. Um, but And so um, we've talked about you, like, just kind of leaping out of the closet rather than <laughs> being like, oh, hey, here I am. Why do you think there was that enthusiasm? It's the wrong word, but... I think it was, it was me. 
I'd finally realised who I was. I've always been kind of a party person, sort of um, very, um, yeah, I wanted to party, wanting to have fun. That's always been my sort of personality. Apparently I was a very happy baby, according to my mother. But that's kind of, I've always wanted to have fun. My, de my dad was a DJ when mm -hmm. I was growing up. So he was like the old 1970s, early 80s DJ. You know, he had the platforms and the bling and the... You know, he would play the records going, this is for the ladies. <laughs> and so I brought up with a lot of partying and, and a lot of fun. And I think that was my personality. I came out and that was it. I was just so happy. There wasn't this nagging, oh, my God, I'm a bit weird. Mm -hmm. Why am I looking at that woman and feeling differently to how I should be feeling? Yeah. This isn't the right feeling. And I came out and that was it. I was like, yay, now I'm going to party <laughs> even ah. harder. And I did, I just hit the scene. I just went for it. Is there part of that that was London, the yeah. impact of London, like, and the yeah. anonymity and the the excitement of the city? I don't know how anonymous I was. <laughs> 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 it was, hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'll sleep with you, 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 and you. <laughs> that was, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> Um, um, so but, I think but, that but, was it. I but was... by anonymity, I mean like you're not going to run into your parents whilst you're holding hands with a woman walking down the road. I think so. I think it was. I just only. I'd only just moved to London. I'd only been been in London for less than a year. Yeah. So that was that was it. So I think it was the moving to London. It was a whole new scene, and boom, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> let's chuck all that in a pot and go and have a fun time <laughs> these are the ingredients you yeah. need to make <laughs> no, yeah. um, and also I was as I said I was working at the BBC at the time as well and that was a big big uh, it was a massive gay scene to the point that I was one of the this is how much I came out. I was one of the founder members of the BBC Lesbian and Gay Group. Ah. Um, and there were about 90 members. So I just went for it. I just got involved in everything. Um, and I was open. And I will never, I, I will never hide it. That's it. Take it or leave it. <laughs> That's brilliant to hear. Um, so you'd been out on the scene for about a year by the time you've first went to ace of clubs yeah i think so maybe maybe a little bit less take, but yeah. yeah my my time my memory is not particularly good so i'm giving you sort of rough dates approximate here. approximate I'm, I'm good with that <laughs> um but so why did that club in particular stick out in your mind that was the club to go to that was the one that was going every saturday and i'd heard lots of people talk about it so i went and they said saturday night it's women only and I went, right, I'm there. Where's my coat? <laughs> <laughs> but after all these years and out of all the clubs that you'd gone to in that time, why is it the one that sticks out? That was mainly the, the main club, to tell you the truth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was it. There were lots of bars and lots of bar nights and everything, but that was the sort of the club. Okay. Um, otherwise, you'd go to like Heaven or, you know, some of the gay guys' places and everything. But mm. that was kind of... I think that was the club night. There were probably other clubs, but I became narrow-minded at one point. I just went there. <laughs> there were dance nights, you know, there were dance nights at the Lesbian and Gay Centre. But that was it. That was kind of the place to go. And so were men allowed? No. So strictly no men? No men. Oh, amazing. Yeah. 
I don't even think there were any trans women actually. No, 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 no. It was it was women and gay women. I don't even think there were any bisexuals. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking old school lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> we talked briefly about the security guard. Mm -mm. There, is there anyone else from that time that sticks out in your mind? There were certain people there that were... It was very interesting, actually. There was uh, a woman that used to sit near where I was sitting, and I used to look at her, and she was quite butch. She was a butch woman. And um, I... Well, I thought she was butch anyway. And I used to look at her thinking, you are really miserable. And she knows this, so this will be no surprise when she hears it. And she used to look at me, apparently, and say she thought I was a bit of a sort of cocky, sort of, you know, upstart. full of my upstart. Yeah. yeah, full of myself. And um, we met in 2006. And we started talking. And we started at one point, we started talking about the Ace of Clubs. And I showed her a picture of me from the Ace of Clubs. And she looked at it and went, oh, my God, <laughs> that was you. And then she told me who she was. So this woman that I'd been sort of sort of screwing my nose up 30 yeah. years ago, I suddenly met. And we're good friends. Oh, wow. Yeah, we went out for dinner last night together. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there were various characters. There were regulars. It was a regular place. Mm -hmm. There were people that you saw down there every single Saturday. And we would all meet you down there. You know, and we would start off going. We would meet in the Vespa Lounge or First Out or something, and then you would head on down to uh, Piccadilly. So you'd meet at First Out, which was at Tottenham Court Road. Yeah. Or Vespa Lounge, which was a bar opposite First Out. Um, thanks to Crossrail, it's all disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, you, you just had the regulars. It was a Saturday night. Let's meet. Let's meet for a drink. And then go off to the ice. And so did you have a regular crew that you met up with? Yeah, 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 we did, yeah. It was, most my, <laughs> it was all the women from the bookshop. <laughs> oh, okay. So, well, look, and this includes the women you'd had uh, relationships yeah, yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, everybody just hung out and just went to the same, because we were all similar age and everything. Mm -hmm. um, so, we yeah, we'd end up going. And then I moved into a lesbian house share in... Camberwell. It was amazing. Apparently, it had been a lesbian house share for about 20 years before I moved in. Oh, wow. So, from the sort of early 70s or something. Yeah. And there were five of us. And at the weekend, there would be 10 of us. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> and so, not only was it my usual bunch of friends that I, you know, we'd built up really good relationships and everything, good friendships, there would be the women that I lived with in Camberwell. So we would all go out sort of en masse and everything. And it was a, yeah, it was a weekend, weekend adventure. It was a regular, regular sort of thing. And so how do you navigate the minefield <laughs> of uh, all of those physical and emotional connections that had existed at some point? I'm, I'm basically saying, how did... Um, like, put it, put it yeah. in simple English. I'm trying to be I've had like, a long day. <laughs> trying, to make, trying to make it all sound yeah, smart. Yeah, yeah, so no. basically, right, when everyone has slept with everyone, yeah. how do you like keep your emotions from going 
all over the place you and from people lots... getting pissed off at people. No, 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 no. It's, it's called lesbian drama. Okay. Yes. It's a specific thing. Okay. It's tell a me about it. Specific thing. So <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of lesbian drama. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, tell me more. Lesbian drama is you've got drama. Yeah. So we've got couples arguing. And then you've got lesbian drama. Okay. So that's the next stage up. Um, <laughs> and if lesbian drama starts, you get your hard hats on. And you <laughs> run. <laughs> you say, um, I'm sorry, you're right, and you back away. Is no, that... no, no, you just <laughs> go for it. Um, I didn't really get into a lot of arguments, to tell you the truth. I would steer clear of them. I wasn't a, a lesbian drama person. There were a couple of people that didn't, didn't like me, but I think that's because I slept with their girlfriends, so, you know, they maybe they had right. <laughs> Maybe they had a good reason to be pissed off with me. <laughs> um, but I didn't really, I didn't really get involved with that, but there would be, there was something, there would be a fight at the Ace of Clubs every week. A physical fight? A physical ah. fight every week. There would be something going on. You slept with my girlfriend. Woo, you know, here's a glass. Yeah, and there would there would be there would be some good fights. Um, <laughs> and Enjoyable. what you do is you would just sit back and watch, or ignore them and dance. But then, mm. so for you, with these people that you're talking about that had beef with you, mm. um, were you quite good at just shrugging that off, or? Yeah, I'd just go and bounce off somewhere else. Okay, because it's such a small space. Yeah. That. If you've got all this drama going on, that could be quite stressful. No, not really. No? No. Just fuck them. Yeah, yeah. that was basically it. Oh there's, <laughs> oh, there's a fight going on. I mean, you'd move out of the way. If the fight came and come to, came towards you, you'd kind of move to one side a little bit. <laughs> but you wouldn't... Uh, no, you just go, oh, they're fighting. If it got really bad, the security person would come down. I don't remember a lot of that. It would just There would just be some shouting and some punching and some pushing and some glasses and you know little little stuff. dramatic story now <laughs> but it was very yeah lesbian drama is is full on funny thing is where i've been um djing for what since 2006 i was doing a club night one night and there were um two women having an argument and there were two women that used to argue at the ace Oh, and I, wow. said to, I said to one of my mates, I wonder if they were in the same argument they had 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very smoky, a lot of drama, a lot of dancing. I had some mean dance moves then. Oh. Because my, my knees were younger. <laughs> <laughs> I had some very corny dance moves as well, I tell you. <laughs> well, who doesn't? Um, when Do you know when the Ace of Clubs closed? Um, I think it was the mid-90s because I stopped going because I met someone that didn't really go um, and lesbians are very good at moulding together becoming one person uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> and um, <laughs> moving in with each other after two weeks no I didn't do that I waited four weeks oh um, four weeks that's that... <laughs> fine <laughs> so if I was with somebody who wasn't didn't want to go to the club yeah I stopped going and um I met someone a few years later and I said, and they were just coming out and I said, oh, I'm going to take you somewhere. And it had closed. Oh, it okay. Gone, and I was gutted. And so you Absolutely just... Like, oh, gutted. So you didn't even so know. So I didn't, I didn't even know it had closed. Oh, wow. I was devastated. So did Because it was my home. So how did you find out then? I just turned up and someone <gasps> said, no, it's closed. 
And there was a whole bunch of gentlemen in there with... Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, there was, I just turned them and they said, no, it's not here anymore. Oh, gosh. And How... I kind of did the rounds. And Heartbreaking. Was, didn't even think of investigating or seeing it was there. I just assumed it would be there. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, that was it. So I'm getting emotional. Oh, and so you just never had an opportunity to... Yeah, so I was there for a few years, every Saturday. Um, and I think it was going for about 10 years. Yeah, started sort of mid-80s, mm-hmm. until about mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was definitely 10 years. It may have been a little bit more, but yeah. It was very full-on, lots of drama. <laughs> and so, lesbian drama as well as drama, or...? Just lesbian drama. Just lesbian drama. Full-on lesbian drama. <laughs> um, and lots of... Um, Dykes thinking they were cool doing bad dance moves. <laughs> and that was me. <laughs> so my, my next question was going to be... Um, what, what's the dance move? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yes. Can you explain your dance moves? No. What do you think that club had that no other club since then has had? Um, but maybe it's just dodgy dance moves. <laughs> it was, I think, I can't compare it to, because I run a club night now which is the same music. <laughs> the exact same music? Um, exactly the same music, yeah. <laughs> It was, for me, I think, a coming out place. I was young. I wanted to do everything that the London women's scene had to offer. And it was just special. I'd literally just come out. I was a young, young lesbian, mm. new on the London scene. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to get out there and dance and network. <laughs> network, because it's inverted commas. Yeah. <laughs> so I tell my boss when I go to play, so I'm just going to network. And he goes, mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there was a lot of networking. Um, but I think that's the difference between then. It was a, I was a different, not, I was a younger sort of, I wanted to get out. So it was a kind of a different person. Mm. Um, and I really, I'm not actually too keen on the women only scene now. Mm-hmm. Not, not a big fan. Why is that? I don't know. I think um, partly it's because I believe that society is made up of lots of different people, whatever their gender identification is. So I'm not too keen on separate places yeah. now. It was all, I think that all started from when I went to America. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived over there for a couple of years and I became involved in a very much uh, a more queer scene um, and there was a a night over there it was a night called Dyke Night actually um, but it was for lesbians but it was also for um, trans guys who felt that they still wanted to hang out with the lesbians and yeah. stuff so I got that introduction to um I was being social with trans people where I hadn't been. I came across this, what started, what seemed to me to be more of a mixed scene where I was meeting people that identified as trans. Mm-hmm. And my mate came across to visit me. And I said, when I go back to London, I want to find something like that. I want to find something like that night. I don't want to do Soho anymore. And she said, I know where to take you. And she took me to bar whatever. And... Um, Ingo would be very pleased to know that I've mentioned Bar whatever. <laughs> um, and that was it. it. It kind of just, it was what I wanted. I'd grown up and I wanted a different scene where there were 
so many different people and I didn't care how those people identified um, and obviously there was respect mm-hmm. and that was the one you know love and respect and that was it so I don't I don't do the women's scene. There's a place for the women. There's a need for the women's scene. I go out there every now and again, and I do do it, and I DJ on the women's scene. Um, and it's nice. It's really nice. But there are women that would only do the women's scene, and they won't come to any of my nights or whatever because it's going to be mixed and stuff like that. So I like, and that's that's like now. Yeah, it still happens. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It still happens. It still happens where people go, oh, they're going to be men there. Oh, they're going to be this there, and I go, well, yeah. Because that's the sort of night I wanted to create. I wanted to create a night. Didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Didn't matter. Of course, um, yeah. I mean, I've even got straight friends coming. Oh, well, that's <laughs> a step too far. In fact, they said to me, you know, oh, can we come? And I went, of course. <laughs> but they, oh, they so didn't adorable. know. It was, like, it was so lovely. Are we, are we allowed? <laughs> um, yes, you are. That was it. I stopped. But we don't want it in our faces. No, 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 no. (laughs) Don't flaunt it. (laughs) Um, So I didn't. I moved away from the women's scene. But back then, I'd come out. Mm -hmm. I'd literally come out. I was Mm -hmm. twenty years old. I just moved to London the year before. That was it. And it was music. And having grown up with a dad who was a DJ, I was totally into my music. And I still, you know. There was Liquid Gold, Dance Yourself Dizzy. That was my favourite song, and I had a dance routine to that with my mate Alex. <laughs> so talk to me about this dance. We used to do this weird... You know when ABBA do that thing where they, they do back-to-back? Oh, yeah. They do that thing yeah. back-to-back. It's a Waterloo or one of the songs where uh-huh. they sing back-to-back and look to the side. Me and my friend Alex, somehow... Actually, I think there was the words in it, back-to-back. And when those words came into the song, we turn around and put our backs to each other. It's <laughs> <laughs> very sad. Um, and I used to do, so there was Liquid Gold, Dance Yourself Dizzy. And every time I hear it or play it, and I play it sometimes, I think of the ace. Um, and there was the other one where I would get down. So I'd be dancing with a woman <laughs> and I'd get down on the floor in front of her. Uh-huh kneel down in front of her uh-huh. so and then spring back up so i drop to my knees in front of you and you know you're some woman that i'm trying to impress drop to my knees in front of you and then lever myself up by my legs i can't do that anymore i did try and do it about a year ago and my best mate was there and she thought it was hysterical. So I, got, <laughs> I got stuck on the floor <laughs> and I had to lever myself up by my arm. Shimmy up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just broke my arm, I think, as well. I was just recovering from a broken arm. So, no, I didn't have the... Um, but that's what I used to do. I would dance in front of you, drop to my knees, and then just lift myself up oh, yeah. by my legs, so not, not by my arms, <laughs> and then just carry on dancing. And I thought that was cool. <laughs> it is it, cool. It, yeah. it, well, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there were various dance moves and stuff. But so, yeah, so that kind of brings us back full circle anyway. So we started talking about the difference between the queer scene and the gay and lesbian scene. Mm. And, and although at the time that was, that was kind of what you needed. Well, basically, you just wanted to shag lots of women by the sounds of things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, now there's something different. In, yeah. The scene then was more political as well. Um, 
it was more, it was section 28. Yeah. When I first moved to London, the first thing I did was, one of the first things I did was, when after I came out, was go on a section 28 march. So it was more political. And there was more separatism. Mm -hmm. so it's a very, very, very different scene. A lot of the scene today, you know, people talk about gender and non-binary and, you know, um, identification. Um, and there wasn't anything like that. There wasn't. There were gay men, lesbians, trans. And that was it. And they didn't mix hardly. Yeah. Occasionally the gay men and the, the lesbians would get together, but they didn't really feel comfortable together. So it was a completely, completely different scene. Yeah. Completely. And more political as well. Um, very uniformed. <laughs> it, was, it was the way you dressed, very political um, and more separatism. Fabulous. <laughs> I, was, I was young. All I wanted to do was party. That was it. And now I'm older and I still want to party. <laughs> <laughs> but you've just got to take care of your knees, okay? I have. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever go to the Ace of Clubs? If you did, I would love to hear from you. Please tell me your stories and share any photos that you might have uh, through social media. You can find me on most platforms, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram uh, with the username K Anderson Music. And if you want to hear more from DJ Joe Bunny, you can follow her at facebook.com slash DJ dash Joe dash Bunny. And Lavender Nights can be found at facebook.com slash Lavender Nights LDN. Lost Spaces is not only a podcast, but a concept record as well. Uh, I've been writing songs about queer venues and the people who used to live their lives there and will be releasing songs over the next year. You can hear the first single, Well Groomed Boys, on all streaming platforms. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, I would really appreciate if you subscribe to Lost Spaces, uh, leave a review on the iTunes store, or just tell people who you think might be interested about it. I'm Kay Anderson, and you have been listening to Lost Spaces. <laughs> <laughs>